Good afternoon. Happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. It is November 6, 2022, and we are back for episode 12 of the podcast. So, Grizzlies took care of business on Friday night with a 130-99 win over the Charlotte Hornets. Covered the minus 11 spread, hit the over. Overall, a great night. Looked like a lot of fun down there at the FedEx Forum. Um... So we'll do a quick recap of that game. Then we'll go into the game tonight. They play the Washington Wizards. It is an early tip-off, 5 p.m. Central time. So allow everyone to get in and out of the FedEx form early so we don't have to deal with anything like we had to deal with last week when they were on the West Coast road trip and we're up until midnight watching the game. So nice Sunday game. Um, so like I said, quick recap, then we'll get into that game for tonight. So before we start, as always, I take no financial responsibility for any bets that are placed because of this podcast or any information I give. And then also DraftKings is the sportsbook we're using for all these lines. So quick into the game on Friday night. It looks electric at Beale Street, just like I predicted it to be. The Grizzlies covered the minus 11 spread, winning 130-99. to They did most of the legwork on the over as well. With the over cashing at 229 points, it was 227.5 when it closed. So we barely got the over there. Grizzlies had 130 points. So Charlotte was trying to do everything they could to not hit that over. So we were finally able to get back on track with our play of the game series. We won taking our totals seven and two on the year. The race to 10 was really never in doubt. Like I predicted the atmosphere of the arena and just the fact that the Grizzlies are playing against an inferior opponent got out to an early 14 to four run. Thanks to Dylan Brooks, who just had the best game I've seen him play since probably the Utah series two years ago in the playoffs. He was, I mean, and again, I talked about him, Last podcast in a different light, and he only took seven shots the game before, but he knocked down some shots early and was feeling himself. He was extremely efficient, eight from 12 from the field, six from seven, six for seven from three. So when he's shooting efficiently and playing well, just ride the hot hand there. And I was happy to see Dylan get that. He deserved that. I also thought it was Steven Adams' best game in a Grizzly uniform. He did have the first basket, so we weren't able to cast a John Morant first basket. But I thought Steven Adams was absolutely fantastic all night for the Grizzlies again I think it was his best game as a Grizzly finished with 19 rebounds which is just absurd I think he had almost 10 in the first quarter so he was great um overall great game missed a Desmond Bain points rebounds assist over 29 and a half he ended at 27 just again everyone was almost kind of playing second fiddle to Dylan Brooks in that game and then I was kind of nervous, as I said, about the the blowout and the fact that these guys may not play at the end of the game, and that's exactly what happened. So John Morant was great uh, just, just distributing the ball. Only had 12 points in the game, but 11 uh, assists, so he had a double-double. John did what he had to do. That's what you want your point guard to do, get results regardless of um, how he's shooting the ball. So happy with that win, happy with the Grizzlies' performance. Take them to 6-3 and three on the year, which without two of their most important players – on the team is all you could ask for going into tonight. Look to make it seven and three in the first ten games, which is well above what I predicted them to be at. I think I said they're gonna be six and four or five and five in their first ten. So and last season I've said it before, they were five and five in their first ten. And we saw what happened with that team. So great game on Friday. Looking at the game tonight, the line is currently at minus nine and a half in favor of the Grizzlies. Over under is set at two twenty four point five. Uh, big news coming out of Washington is that Bradley Beal will not be playing for the Wizards. He is in health and safety protocol, which I didn't think was still a thing at this point, but he's in health and safety protocol. Um, their Wizards are 4-5 and five on the season, and they got blown out by the Nets 
who's in a complete utter spiral right now. So they got blown out by the Nets last time we saw them play. Bradley Beal not playing, um, which is why the line is what it is. I honestly would have expected it to be higher, but I guess they still have some competent players. Um, so Grizzlies minus nine and a half. First one we'll talk about here. I'll be completely honest, and this may be betting bias, but I am not one of the biggest Bradley Beal fans out there. I may be one of the biggest Bradley Beal haters out in this space. Um, I don't think he's a good player. Um, and it, it may just because every time I seem to bet the guy, he gets his, he just can't hit a shot. But regardless, he's committed to that this organization for the rest of his life, gotten life-changing money. But I just don't think he's a player that influences winning in the same way that a lot of other guys do. So him not being in the lineup, I it may, because of my personal opinion on him, may hurt them more than I think it will. But I think, you know, Kuzma and Porzingis are fine players. They're competent, but after that, I really don't think this is a good team at all. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's just where it's at. The Wizards are 3-5-1 and one against the spread this season, 2-2 two and two this year as an away team against the spread. So below average team in pretty much any category that you could find about the Washington Wizards. Each of the last seven home games against the Wizards, the Memphis Grizzlies have played. They, the Grizzlies have covered that spread. Last season, they played each other twice. Both teams won and covered at their home court. So... Grizzlies minus six was the spread that they covered in Memphis last season. Um, And this is just one of those games. And again, this is something that I think Taylor Jenkins deserves a lot of credit for is that Memphis, compared to a lot of other teams, you saw the Suns drop a game to the Portland Trailblazers the other day when Jeremy Grant hit that game-winning shot. They did make up for it last night. But you see that these kind of games are easy to get caught slipping as the uh, better of the two teams, better opponent. So, and we saw, like I just said, Phoenix got caught by Portland, and we saw Memphis handle business in Portland. We saw them handle business against the Hornets, who last night gave the Brooklyn Nets a scare. And while I know the Brooklyn Nets are not a great team, they still have Kevin Durant, and that's you know easily a game that the Hornets could have won. So, Taylor Jenkins usually gets the Grizzlies to handle business in these games early on, and then they're able to rest their guys later, which, you know, you could be in in danger of a backdoor cover with the line the way it is, but I think you'll be safe. So I think the Grizzlies will narrowly cover. It should be a lot – it may be a bit more nervy than we'd like, but I think they win by 10 to 12 points, just cover that spread, and I like them at minus 9.5. If you can get it under double digits, I think you should take it. Over under 224.5, Memphis is second in the NBA – in points per game at 118.7. Washington's worst, one of the worst in the league at 108 points per game. So I like the under here. I think there's just a lack of scoring by Washington. Kyle Kuzma, I'll get to him in a second. I think he's a fine offensive player. He should be able to get his points. Porzingis, I, I think he's going to struggle a lot tonight against Steven Adams. Um, I'm, I'm big on Steven Adams tonight, and we'll talk about that as well. But Washington didn't even score 90 against the Brooklyn defense last game, who is not good at all. Um, and that's one of the reasons why Steve Nash is no longer their coach anymore on top of it, a whole lot of other things. But the defense from Brooklyn is very, very poor, and Washington couldn't score 90 points, and Bradley Beal played in that game. So that's the over-under and the spread. For the play of the game, this is one completely out of left field or right field, however you say it. Steven Adams over 9.5 rebounds. So I don't think I've ever, I know I've never had a rebound uh, prop as my play of the game, but I love this play. Over nine and a half rebounds, like I said before, he either cashed this in the first quarter or early on in the second last game. Finished with 19 in that game, Steven Adams did. He's averaging 11.1 rebounds per per game this season. 
and he played the Wizards in both games last year and averaged 10.5 in those two games. I just think Steven Adams, whoever goes and plays center for the Wizards, I think Christos Porzingis was the guy who was listed as the center in that game against um, the net. So we know Porzingis is going to have no business wanting to be down low and and fighting for rebounds against Steve, uh, Steven Adams and whoever else they could play in there, I would assume would be the same way. So I love Steven Adams over nine and a half rebounds. Also, because he gets so many rebounds early on in the game, he always seems to have a, a good chunk of rebounds in the first quarter. If something were to happen that there is a blowout and he won't play, he could get this by halftime, which is the plan here. Steven Adams over nine and a half rebounds is the play of the game. And also, staying on Steven Adams, this is to reward him for the fact that, again, I think it was his best game as a Grizzly player last game um, against the Hornets. His over is six and a half points. So he averaged seven points per game in the two games against the Wizards last year. I think, well, he's had double digits in the last two games. So he's playing confident basketball. He seems to be getting a lot more involved in the offense when it comes to scoring the ball. He even hit a little like floater in the game against uh, Charlotte, which is crazy to see because if you remember last season, he didn't even look at the basket. So I like the over six and a half here. Um, again, I, I think Christos Porzingis, if he's the one who's supposed to be guarding him, I guess, wants nothing to do with Adams and Adams. If he gets those putbacks, that's almost the issue is that I don't know what it is. And he's a great rebounder, but it also seems like he has trouble catching the ball. And then especially when he gets offensive rebounds, it's like he gets it and then going back up seems to be an issue for him. If he can get some of those easy putbacks early in the game, which he always gets one or two chances in the first five minutes, because I think people are just starting to get into the game and he's already down there um, just being physical, I think we have a good shot. He could get four in the first quarter, and we're in a really good boat there. So Steven Adams over six and a half rebounds is the next play I like for tonight. Looking at the next play, we're going into a Washington Wizards player, which I have two plays for, which kind of go hand in hand, so I'll give them to you at the same time. Kyle Kuzma over 18 and a half points and then Kyle Kuzma over one and a half threes. So similar to Bradley Beal in the past, I was a very big Kyle Kuzma hater when he was on the Lakers early on in the Washington. I thought the memes were hilarious of him trying to do behind the back passes, all this crazy stuff to LeBron, the outfits that he'd wear to the games. He just seemed to go full Hollywood and I, I just didn't like him. Um, since he's gone to Washington, I think he is a very – and this is a player that I thought at one point the Grizzlies, and there was a lot of rumors that it could have happened, should have traded for Kuzma. I think he's the perfect player for the Grizzlies. Um, maybe that could still happen one day, but with Dylan Brooks playing the way he is, maybe we don't need it. But I think Kuzma would be an amazing player for the Grizzlies. But that's besides the point. He's been awesome. Not awesome. He's been very good since he's been in Washington in his role. Obviously, no Bradley Beal, as I said. He had 18 last game with Bradley Beal on the court. Someone has to score the ball. I mean, they may only score 90 points, but someone has to score those points. So I like Kuzma to get over 18.5. He averaged just over 21 in the two games against the Grizzlies last season. And then over one and a half threes, I think, goes right with that. He's shooting 35.3% from three this season. He hit three threes last game, and he'll be taking more shots than normal again because of Bradley Beal. So I like Kyle Kuzma at over one and a half threes and then over 18 and a half points for the Wizards player there. Last play of the day that I like, this is one that I've never bet. I've, I've bet it in football, I believe, before, but never in basketball. That is quarter slash full-time Grizzlies slash Grizzlies minus 135. So I'll walk you through how you would find that if you're on DraftKings. So you go to the main game page. You'll go to odds. 
game lines, scroll down past all the alternate spreads and everything, and then keep going. And then under, you'll have the money line slash, you'll have spread slash total points. You'll have money line slash total. And then after that, you'll have quarter slash full time. And then under that, we'll say first quarter slash money line. So essentially what you're doing, it's, it's almost like parlaying the first quarter and the money line together. And then you go to the one that says Memphis Grizzlies slash Memphis Grizzlies minus 135. So Grizzlies have to win the first quarter and win the game. Like in any NBA game, the Wizards, even without Bradley Beal, will make some kind of run in the second or third quarter. It happens every every NBA game known to man. The, the Hornets even made a run last game. Like That's just part of NBA basketball. The Grizzlies are great in the first quarter as of recent. I think Washington statistically is one of the worst first quarter teams in the league. Memphis scored 41 points last game. Again, I don't think that's going to be the case. The energy, and I've talked about the energy time and time again, won't be as great because it's a Sunday. Um, I, I just don't think the, the game will, will have as many people as it would on a Friday night, especially against the Wizards. But Taylor Jenkins, again, John Morant, like these guys are able to get themselves up for these kind of games a lot better than probably 95% of the NBA, which I think is one of the best things, best qualities about the Grizzlies. So... Grizzlies should win that first quarter. Washington makes a run. Grizzlies will then be able to close the game out and cash at minus 135. I think it's honestly great odds for what you're getting, though. Are granted, you do also have to take into account the tie because you can bet tie slash Memphis Grizzlies, tie slash Washington Wizards. So that's what makes the line what it is. If you're if you bet soccer at all, you know it's the same thing because you're basically adding another component that could could cash or not cash your bet. So. If it does tie, that's a loss, just so you guys know that. If no one's ever bet the quarter slash full-time or any kind of thing that involves a tie, it would it, it's a loss. It's its own A tie is its own separate category. So that's really all for today, guys. I know the game is early, so I want to make sure I get this out as quick as possible now that the lines and everything are out. I know people will be traveling to the arena relatively soon. So, again, I appreciate all the support so far on the podcast. It's been great to see. And make sure to follow our Twitter, at GrizzBearBets, my personal Twitter, at Chase Bob at nine and the Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. Also, grizzlybearblues.com, a bunch of great written content there. And this this podcast network, Grizzly Bear Blues, has a bunch of great different shows that cover the Memphis Grizzlies and a bunch of different perspectives. So, again, thank you guys. Have a good Sunday. Go Grizzlies. And I will see you guys for the next game where the Memphis Grizzlies will take on the Boston Celtics tomorrow, actually. Um, at home. So I'll see you guys then.